Reel on Reels, episode 22. The Seventh Seal. The Great Swedish Death Escape. Well, hello, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tuning in to Reel on Reels. I'm Jeremiah. I'm Rob. And today we are discussing the great Ingmar Bergman's film, The Seventh Seal. The Bergman. The Birdman? Nope. The Bergman. Oh, okay. I was excited for a second there. I still haven't seen that movie. Birdman? You gotta see Birdman. Yeah. The, the Birdman. The Michael Keaton comeback. I assume there's a lot of references in there to him being like only known for being Batman. Pretty much. I mean, yeah, it's kind <laughs> of a... Which I, I would say is kind of unfair about Michael Keaton. Oh, yeah. But I would say that, yeah, I mean, it's definitely like reminiscent of his. I'm having some issues with my microphone at the moment. <sighs> the technical difficulties on this show are ruining it. It wants to fall over. It, it, you don't have it balanced. You have it balanced on your keyboard. If you. Oh, wow. I'm dumb. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen. Um. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting I apologize to- for my uh, co-host <laughs> here. He uh, he knows not what he does. Um, I know exactly what I'm doing, Rob, and uh, we're doing the show. So, so yeah, we'll be talking about the Seventh Seal, um, and then we'll be playing a game of uh, Dude, Where's My Card? Yeah, so uh, the Seventh Seal, Rob, this is um, a medieval film. It takes place during the Black Plague right um which was uh like mid 14th century yeah and uh wiped out like over half of europe's population Mm -hmm. um so that that uh is kind of the major historical context for this movie yeah this was made 1957 all right right it's uh ingmar bergman swedish film uh black and white right very beautiful black and white yeah absolutely i mean this is like a, a master class in cinematography i would say black and white cinematography i would agree yeah it's um it's filled with iconic imagery yeah and yeah it really is like almost every scene kind of just gets burned into your memory Mm. like it just has that kind of indescribable thing yeah um but anyway we'll get into more more of that later and you know Um, the the main character in this so yeah it's about a knight yes and his squire um right they're traveling back to their homeland of sweden right yeah they've they've um finally returned home from the crusades they've been gone for like 10 years oh and uh so antonius block is uh the is the main character the knight played by max von sido or sido probably but he plays the three-eyed raven in game of thrones oh that's where i've seen that guy yeah Oh man, that makes that even more awesome. Yeah. Now. Wow. That's so cool. I didn't realize it until I was doing my research on the show or on the movie and um I was like, holy crap, yeah. That makes yeah. a lot of sense. Yeah, cuz um given that Game of Thrones is uh f- the final season is going to be coming out very soon. Yeah. Um, this is a pretty Next opportune month. It's yeah, be awesome. I, I didn't even think about that when I chose this movie, but Yeah. Yeah, it's an opportune moment to talk about it. It is it is kind of like a game of thrones episode in some ways like one of the more quiet ones that doesn't have so much yeah. depth and it's a very 
well violence i mean <laughs> yeah basically they're they're coming home and finding that you know the plague right has swept over sweden and a this is kind of like a um an ensemble film right because we we meet um a couple that are like circus performers like they tra- traveling circus basically yeah they're a troop traveling troop yeah and it, uh who else do we meet um uh, there's a blacksmith and his right, wife right. they meet at a bar and and there's the guy who um actually convinced antonius to go off and fight the crusades dragging jan's his uh his uh squire with him and he re- resents this guy very much for that um and i don't know if that guy was like some kind of like clergyman or i'm not exactly sure but he was the one that he he because he blames him for the fact that he spent all this time um kind of just wasting wasting his life on a on a a pointless what he sees as kind of a pointless venture mm. and there's a scene where he's explaining that to um to the artist at the church um but that's uh yeah so that's the backdrop of it and basically they just kind of travel together for a while and they eventually end up at um Antonius's castle because that's where he where he's had a he he, right. he offers to take these people with him to his castle essentially yeah and while while they're traveling um Antonius is playing a an everlasting game with death uh of chess yeah the famous uh playing chess with death uh, yeah. sequence he's challenged death to a game of chess to basically not die and um which i'm I, I, it's kind of a weird movie to talk about during this episode but bill bill and ted's bogus journey <laughs> you can't uh, not mention that it's a direct seventh seal like they took that concept to like ridiculous levels they're playing twister with death and, yeah they're playing know. like battleship and electric yeah. football and, <laughs> yeah yeah that was definitely I, i've been wanting to watch the seventh seal ever since i figured out like where that came from yeah. in that movie i just ne- haven't got around to it until very recently right actually uh, my brother gave it to me for christmas oh, okay. and uh because he's been he knows that i've been wanting to watch it forever and he's just finally like take this movie and watch it shut up about it <laughs> but i'm not absolutely not shutting up about it I'm talking about it right now mm-hmm. um so yeah um it's there's a a series of sometimes people refer to it as you know the the playing chess with death scene but it's actually a, a bunch of scenes and yeah i that surprised me a bit when i w- saw this because i thought it was just going to be like one one scene you know mm-hmm. and um it actually ends up being sort of this like fantastical um, like sidebar to the movie. Right. It's kind of a weird, it's kind of a weird thing. It's hard to think of a good example of that to compare it to, to help like to explain it to people who haven't seen it. Um, except maybe that it's like, like an aside and a play, I guess that's co- kind of mm. a, a similarity. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they, um, he, he's, <sighs> Antonio starts to get nervous about this chess match mm-hmm. and he tr- starts to try to come up with ways to kind of sidestep the rules. So he like knocks the pieces over at one point and death is like, he also does that. I know dist- exactly where every single piece was. Right. He also does that to distract him though, because one of the things that Antonio is trying to do is oh, right, right. He's trying to do a good deed. 
he mentions that a few times in the episode that he wants to do something good before he inevitably dies. Mm -hmm. And the thing that he ends up doing is to um, allow um, uh, Yoff and his wife Mia to escape. Yeah, yeah, um, and their child. Oh, yeah, and their little baby, yeah. So he wants to help this family because he comes um, across them and and there's a a scene where he I mean I we could just just talk about the scenes in this movie like yeah, the yeah. whole time and not even get to anything, um, but since we're on it yeah there's the scene where he um, in the midst of this this uh, all this chaos and and dread because the, this movie is soaked in dread mm. um, there's this very nice like a sort of idyllic scene where he's just sitting with Mia and, and Yaf. Um, and Yaf is one of the actors in the the troupe. He's one of the main characters in the movie. Um, he's this very sort of like um, this whimsical guy who's like very open about the fact that he sees things like he sees, you know, ghosts and mm, yeah, whatever, yeah. like he sees visions of things. And um, he's very like very almost has almost like a childlike faith. Mm-hmm. Um, so he actually in that way he acts as a foil to Antonius who's very um, doubtful and just asks really deep existential questions throughout the entire movie constantly. But anyway, he's, he's enjoying this this nice meal with them or they're, they're eating some wild strawberries, which is a reference to the Ingmar Bergman film, Wild Strawberries. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they're drinking milk from this bowl, just sharing it. Mm-hmm. And um, um, actually the actress who plays Mia... B.B. Anderson, she really shines in that that scene in particular. But, um, yeah. So that's um, it. That really contrasts with so many of the other scenes, like especially in the church in the in the pitch black, where he's talking to what he thinks is a priest. It turns out to be death himself. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great scene. And he reveals his strategy. Yeah. To him, because he thinks you know, obviously he he doesn't realize he's talking to death. Yeah, he, talk, he starts talking about the chess game, and uh, what was the strategy he talks about? It, it was it was a uh, a knight and bishop strategy. Oh yeah, he said that didn't see something, um, like a move that was coming. Right. So he just he gives it away. I, yeah, I just love that whole thing because it's like, it's not not only is death inevitable, but you're you are going to be your own undoing. Right. It, it's yeah. there's so many moments in and. And lines in this movie that are just imbued with that sort of deep meaning. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, why don't we, since we're getting into the meaning and the themes and all that, why don't we talk about the screenplay? Yeah, sure. um, which we already are sort of doing, I guess. But <laughs> let's make that our uh, official segment at the moment and rate it. Um, so this, the screenplay actually was, by the way. Um, well, I'll, I'll hold off a minute on my rating. Um, it was uh, it was written by Bergman himself, so it's a very auteurish film, very mm-hmm. much written and directed by Ingmar Bergman, and um, it was based on a one act play that he did actually called um, a painting on wood or a wood painting, depending on how it's translated. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, um, and that actually partly explains why I think the dialogue is so poetic and. Um, it does it, it does play it does um have like like a play feel to it and actually the, that play was even performed on the radio so it is very much born out of the dialogue mm. that he wrote and um 
but it, of course for the movie it was expanded but um and it was initially a little bit more of a comedy apparently mm. and there are certainly vestiges vestiges of that in the film hmm. um but it, it's it's um man what do you even say about this screenplay it's just it's it's structured like a a tight um philosophical essay you know it's yeah yeah like it presents arguments and then it presents counter arguments and then it it just keeps getting deep going deeper and deeper um how do you feel about it yeah i i think the screenplay is despite its depth and kind of um it's kind of like a silent film i think its story is kind of told more through its images stark images really hmm. than than anything else and I, I just think that despite that, it's very it's a very tight, tightly told story. Yeah. And but I mean, yeah, it's well written for right. sure. It it asks a lot of poignant questions. Yeah. Um and it does it in a way that I think is very artful. Yeah, it's um it is a very artful artful film. That's like that that is kind of the the word to describe it. I struggle to even think of another movie that would fit that description better. You know, an art, a, a truly artful film. Mm-hmm. Um, makes me really want to watch other Bergman films. This is the only one yeah. that I've actually seen. You've ever uh, seen, um, who was the, um, the historical figure that they burned alive? Joan of Arc. Oh, okay. I think it, I think it's called something of Joan of Arc. Oh, the, like, oh was it the passion of Joan of Arc? The passion of yeah. Joan of Arc. It, this this movie reminded me of that in its cinematography and kind of its subject matter. Okay. Yeah, because there's even a, a a a young girl who gets burned at the stake oh, yeah. for being a witch in this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and Antonius gives her something to take away her pain, um, mercifully before she before that happens. But yeah, he, it's he another starts, good, That's a great scene because he's yeah. like talking to her and asking her if oh, she knows the devil. It's cre- creepy. Yeah. Yeah, and he just wants. He he wants some something to speak to him, even if it is the devil, right? To confirm to him that God exists. Interesting that talking to death, like that kind of supernatural experience, isn't enough for him. Did you? I, yeah. That just occurred to me. Like that. That there's something weird about that, isn't there? Like that. It's just oh, I'm just talking to death. You know. Yeah. Like I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's all supposed to be metaphorical. Sure. Um. You know, the whole chess match with death thing is very much just like a metaphor for people, you know, their fear of mortality and, and trying to figure out how they can um, not face it head on. But um, yeah, uh, that's interesting that death is just like, it's, it's like he treats it like a mundane experience talking to death. Um, but yeah, that that is a really good scene. Um, that is an interesting point that the existence of that kind of figure just it's like yeah I guess I'll play in some chess yeah <laughs> but that doesn't prove anything there's a lot of some of the characters in this movie are just um that was the other thing I kind of like I wanted to bring up with the screenplay like the squire he's like really rapey well I think he's not he's not supposed to be likable and he does actually um prevent that girl from being raped but by because the guy that was going to was the guy that he yeah but he threatened to rape her after that he said i could have but i don't remember if he (laughs) well yeah i mean 
yeah, I think you're supposed, I'm not defending him. Like you're, sp- yeah. you're not supposed to think he's a good guy in any way. It's yeah, just yeah. one of those things where it's like, he's not, um, he's not being presented as like a pure, a pure right. bad guy. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Um, but he is like, he is very, you know, he's nihilistic and he's, um, you know, kind of bitter and, um, he, he, I think almost pretty much every character in this movie ha- represents, um, I think different attitudes toward death and different, um, yeah, just different kind of different outlooks and on really fundamental ways. Mm-hmm. You know, Mia is very, um, just warm and friendly. And, you know, as, as we said, Jan's uh, the squire is very, um, you know, he's just abrasive and, um, he's very domineering also, but he just, he just basically doesn't, um, he has zero craps to give to put it nicely. (laughs) Like, that's just the kind of person he is. And Yoff is very much, um, like a dreamer or, uh, yeah. And the troop guy. And, uh, so they all sort of have, and I, 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 and that, whole idea of there there being there being different like attitudes toward death and faith and these kinds of things is kind of starkly illustrated very late in the film because they have they actually meet him like this group of people meets him um and i guess mia is the only one who never sees him <laughs> yeah and i guess the baby but um and that's an interesting point too there man there's so many things about this movie that you can dissect but anyway we won't make this last 3 hours yeah. um but yeah, what's your score for screenplay? Yeah, score. <laughs> Rattle, rambling on. My score for the screenplay is ten. Okay. Yeah, I just um I couldn't give it anything less than ten. It's just for something this thought provoking and this um uh interesting and you know analyzable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just I couldn't go with less than ten. And I I was gonna react to your point about it being the story being told in, in images because I actually felt like the very poetic dialogue was was key hmm. um to the the themes and to just the 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 feeling that you get from the movie yeah. um anyway so let's move on to direction yes direction um i think it's images it's stark imagery and is just as much of a product of its cinematography as it is its direction. And um, the shots are just so well-crafted. And, um, yeah, it's just, he does such a great job. I gave direction a 10. Okay, I, I gave it a 9.5, only because um, I do think that it, it might be a little... He might be a little unfocused at times and it's kind of um I think a little bit of the the comic relief stuff maybe was kind of questionable in terms of like whether they kind of needed to make it that silly. Hmm. Um sounds I, like more of a screenplay problem. <laughs> Not necessarily because it's also about how the um how it's all how it's all put together and how it's how the those scenes are filmed. Hmm. Um but yeah, that that is a good point. Um, either way, I would have I would have I would have nicked that half point from either either one, <laughs> so it, it works out in the end. Okay, so 
Um, but yeah, it, yeah, direction. I agree with what you said with the direction. It it's just, it's so beautifully conceived. Mm-hmm. Every, the way everything fits together, the the yeah. sense of dread, the the hope that kind of comes through at the very end, um, and like I said, the way that it's um, sort of structured, like an argument, and that like you feel like you're getting these different perspectives on some of these really basic kind of existential questions, mm. and um, it, that whole medieval um, theme of it. You know, he brings in so many of the archetypes, like the troopers and the the, the self flagellators and all this kind of stuff. And it just yeah, the, I was gonna bring up the self flagellators. They're a group of uh, people that are just traveling through and whipping themselves on the back with uh, whips and flails, not flails, but uh, I don't know what they, those are called. Cat cat of nine tails or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's pretty uh pretty awesome (laughs) there's a scene yeah there's a scene very early on where they come across this like desiccated corpse of a knight and it's really disturbing the the first person they come across after traveling back home they they think oh yeah we found we found somebody and he goes to Mm -hmm. touch him and he's yeah he's like a shell yeah human Um, do you think that's the point at which um death started following him because do you think that's when he got the plague I think he sees him on the, the play. He, well, he sees him on the beach at the very beginning. So oh, that that's actually, right. That's yeah, yeah, right yeah. before that. So, um, but yeah, it, it is, um, I wonder, I wonder if he knows he's like spreading the plague to people. <laughs> I'm mm-hmm. not really sure how that's supposed to work out exactly, but anyway, uh, yeah. So 9.5 for direction. Uh, you want to move on to acting? Sure. Uh, I thought all the acting was awesome. Um, A lot of these older movies do have some kind of like, especially the comedic moments like you were talking about, they have some over the top kind of tones to them. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I, I gave it a nine um, acting. I thought. Uh, Me too. I thought Max von Sydow was. Uh, Superb. Yeah. It was awesome. And uh, just everybody was great. Death was. Who played Death? Oh, uh, his name is uh, Bengt Ikerot, I think is how you say it. But yeah, <laughs> Bengt Ikerot. Yeah. Niels Pop played Joff. Gunnar uh, Bjornstrand played uh, Jans, which is that rapey squire. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, the acting is pretty it's it's excellent all around for all really all the main characters um you know maybe the the blacksmith and his wife and me aren't, aren't quite as high up there but um yeah it's pretty it's about as good as you can get almost mm. um and the you know the one, of course, you know, as we said, Max von Sydow is the one who who's the real standout. I don't think anybody quite matches him, so I don't, I wouldn't want to go higher than a nine because it doesn't like blow me away that much, right. except for him, obviously. But yeah, so uh, what about cinematography? Uh, ten. I think I already mentioned. I just think it's uh, beautiful. It's a gorgeous, gorgeously shot film. I went with a 10 also for the cinematography. Yeah. Um, yeah. I can imagine it looking beautiful in color, actually. 
and um peter jackson yeah. <laughs> get on it yeah and uh, even though it doesn't have it wasn't uh what we now consider a it didn't have a what we now consider a widescreen um aspect ratio right it still feels like it it might like it might as well be like it just yeah, it does feel very expansive yeah at times. it's crazy um and it's not an epic by any means there, there's really no fighting in the movie yeah except no, for a little no. bar fight yeah there's yeah there's a pretty cool bar fight um but it, it, it the this 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 the cinematography that is that is applied would be very appropriate for an epic though oh yeah, yeah. you know it's it, it's very it's varied like there's not any like you're just nailing the camera down to a spot kind of there's none of that i mean it's everything is really well shot out thought out and um yeah so excellent we might as well talk about editing next sure um i gave editing a nine same i thought there was (laughs) some pretty cool fading uh effects yeah where they kind of layered you know two pieces of film on top of one another um and also some cool fading transitions and i also thought the story was told very tightly and the shots were you know well chosen and yeah agreed yeah i think they they does a good job of um switching back and forth between like a couple of moments that i remember specifically with the editing were like early on with yaf and later in uh, the last scene with yaf where that's the way that he's looking into the distance and it's cutting back and forth between him and what he's looking at. And earlier on, it's a woman with her baby that he mm. thinks is the Virgin Mary. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and then later on, when he's watching them do the Dance of Death, the famous scene where the the rest of the group that he was with is um, like dancing in a line with death, like on a distant hill. Oh, yeah. That's... That was actually an improvised scene, by the way. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, but where yeah, that's he's awesome. Yeah. Those were a couple of moments where I felt like the editing gave a nice, um, it just helped convey the perfect emotion. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? I don't know. Yeah. It tells a lot of the story without having, that's why I think it's also kind of a silent film in the mm -hmm. editing where it tells a lot of the story without even saying a word. Yeah, that's true. Um, I think this story could very easily have been a silent film. Like they could have just not, and Roger Ebert made that it's point. Really interesting. His, his review of I that, didn't even think film, about that when I was where they could have just not had any dialogue, and mm-hmm. it would still be, I think, pretty um, intelligible. Yeah, in terms of its plot, um, I, I do think that. I mean, I I'm not w- saying it would be better, but it would it would work. Yeah, that's really interesting because it's. Um, I loved the uh, the dialogue is like almost Shakespearean. It's so beautiful. Oh yeah, it's good. Yeah, and. But yeah, it's weird that it's that everything else about it is so good too mm-hmm. that you don't even necessarily need that for right, a lot right. of it. That's crazy. I didn't even think about that. But yeah, um, definitely. I actually was reminded of um, Hamlet quite a bit, mm. and um, actually Paula was the one who got me thinking about um, Shakespeare during the movie, and I was like, "Oh, you're right." Um, but uh, I, the the scene with Mercutio in um, Romeo and Juliet also came to mind because of the that trooper like faking his death oh yeah because the scene in the scene you know where mercutio dies in romeo and juliet they think he's faking it mm-hmm. so that kind of it, i wonder if that was an, an intentional parallel but yeah um so we've got music i'm gonna do that next 
Sure. I gave music a seven um, because it wasn't really hmm. there. And when it was there, it wasn't really transformative. I actually yeah. gave it a nine because yeah. I remember it somewhat well. I, a lot of movies, I like, I honestly end up having to like go back and listen to the music separately because I just completely forget it was even there, which is usually not a good sign. But in this movie, actually, I noticed it. And um, I, when it was there, it was very very brassy and very dramatic mm. like literally in the sense that it was a lot of brass instruments yeah, yeah and um yeah i really thought that contributed to the mood of it and um there was uh, plenty of scenes where it wasn't even really needed but the ones where it was it, it was very effective so i gave it a nine uh set design and art direction and costumes yeah all that good stuff uh i gave it an eight same. I thought uh, <laughs> a lot of overlap. In there's this some, one. you know, it, it's kind of a the nature of the beast of the story, but I mean, it's kind of, a lot of drab um, scenery besides like the kind of the nature. But I mean, that's just the nature of the the, the film, so it's not really a yeah, and a it downfall, but it's just not. It was filmed quickly, and it wasn't very high budget, so that's right, yeah. all part of that. Yeah, um, exactly. it, it works, but it's not mine you know it's not earth shattering yeah so yeah i think that's we're under the real factor now right um yeah we are cool um i gave it an 8.5 hmm, okay. uh i thought that the film as a whole is i mean just it's it's great but it does kind of get, you know, I don't know. It's just that old movie thing, right? <laughs> it's just, yeah, there's just, it has a lot of extraneous stuff. I think despite it, it's not that long of a movie, right? It's only like an hour and a half. Right. Um, but there's just some things like the bar fight, like all that kind of stuff just kind of didn't really add anything to the story. And, um, I don't know. I thought it could be replaced with something else more pressing to the story and to the characters, but you're, you're right in the sense that it, yeah, the narrative drive is a little bit lax. Like it doesn't, there's not like necessarily a sense of, such of urgency to get where they're going. It's very much just, um, this happens and then this happens and then, you know, and so that I, does lead me to Dave Kerr from the Chicago Reader says about this film that, quote, the film, in fact, consists of a series of dull speeches spun on simple themes. Bergman barely tries to make the material function dramatically. What do you think about that I, assessment? I think I don't think he's wrong necessarily when he says that it has simple themes. Um but I completely disagree about it lacking drama. I think it's Me too. very, um, it's excellent drama. I mean, mm -hmm. it's the, the, and the acting has a lot to do with that. Um, like the, the acting of, um, actually I don't have the actress's name down, but, um, the, uh, the girl who plays the supposed witch that they're going to burn at the stake. Like, Oh yeah, I have that. It's her name was, uh, Maud Hansen. Oh, Okay. Nice. She does. She contributes quite a bit to that, but I, I think, yeah, there's plenty of, there's plenty of, uh, dramatic heft to it. 
it's not there's not a lot of tension so that might be again that really i i mean i i felt tense i felt like there was a lot of dread which i feel like is a little bit different but um hmm i don't know is it though i mean i think dread is just like a a more intense type of (laughs) tense okay like it's more it's like tenseness filled with fear filled you know yeah i don't know yeah i think um i I thought it was i thought it was just filled with tension like that's are these people gonna make it everybody's like the world's ending that is a good point um I, again, I think a part of this is just our modern, modern sensibilities kind of uh, crashing the party. But um, yeah, I, but it, it is, I mean, the the themes are simple, but not in a bad way. Like it, it's it's elegantly done. You know, you don't want it to be overcomplicated, but it, it's deep nevertheless. Yeah. You know, it's, um, and to get into my real factor, um, I actually gave it a 10. And um, it, the reason, is, I mean, obviously we've I've gone into a lot some of the reasons, but um, just to add to that a little bit, there's um, th- there's a timelessness to it that really impresses me because it's not just that they're like doing a bunch of medieval stuff. Like the the a lot of the the thinking yeah. behind it really does place it like post existentialism like the um what's his name um the john's the squire he has like a very kind of nihilistic um Mm -hmm. view of the world and and you know antonius is like doubting and like railing against you know the silence of god and all this kind of thing it just has a very modern spin on it And, and also you know it asks kind of the questions that have lingered Throughout right. time, I and mean, the, the questions are yeah, they're, ti- they're timeless. The themes of the film are timeless, despite it being a period piece, right? And um, so yeah, I, it just um, I, I can't even think. I don't think I can think of a movie besides this that has. I don't know that it just gives me that sense of timelessness. I just I can't think of another one. It's just a it's a unique, um impression that i got from this movie what about um groundhog's day that has a sense of timelessness uh that's a little bit of a different kind of timelessness i think oh although i do love that movie well uh what did you uh, get for your score oh uh my score my average is a 9.3125 i mine was an 8.6875 which gives us a real score of nine a solid nine yeah they just happened to li- to add up to a nine yeah. so no repeating decimals rob isn't going to sit here for two minutes um just reciting <laughs> digits at you yeah so <clears throat> um rotten tomatoes gave it a 93 percent imdb gave it an 8.2 percent so they're a little off but oh well, you know they're by definition wrong because they yeah. they don't have access to the real score yeah That's, right our intellectual property. Mm-hmm. And if they try to take it from us, then uh, we'll see their asses in court. We definitely will. So, time for a game? Sure. Let's do it. 
play some uh, Dude, where's my card? Dude, where's my card? Dude, where's my card? Dude, where's my card? Only Unreal, Unreal. Okay. Dude, where's my card? So Jeremiah and I have come up with three characters. Characters, if you will. And uh, we've written them on uh, some post-it notes. And we are going to place these post-it notes on one another's foreheads. And we have to guess the character that's on our forehead. If we guess the character that's on our forehead and the actor that played that character, we will get two points. There's one hint allowed. If you ask for a hint, that's a deduction of one point. Excellent explanation, Rob. Thank you. And then if you ask for a hint and still get it wrong, that's negative one point. Yeah, so we could uh, we could end up with negative scores. <laughs> yeah. Dude, where's my card is no joke. We're getting real here, folks. It's the dark souls of movie trivia games. <laughs> it's appropriate because our souls are so dark. Uh... All right, Rob. Let me uh let me slap this uh post-it note on your head here. Give it to me, I'll slap it on my own head. Oh. Thank you very much. Okay. Yeah. All right. Now if you'll uh do me the same favor of handing me there. No. Don't look at the name. I didn't. I don't believe you. <laughs> All right. Would you like to go first? Um yeah, sure, Rob. And how long do we have to guess the character? Gonna, we can ask questions. I didn't really go over that part. We can ask oh, questions yeah. about the characters that are on the head of us. <laughs> <laughs> That's a weird way to say that. And uh, yeah, we can just guess. It's like a 20 question yeah, type game, but, but we're not limited to 20. It's a, a two-minute yeah. two question. Yeah, two-minute timer over here. All right. So uh, start the timer. All right. And you're guessing for me, right? Or you're guessing for yourself? Oh. You're starting? Yeah, I'll start. Okay. All right. And we're going. Okay. So, is my character male? Uh, uh, wait, is my character male? Yes. Uh, is my character from uh, the, the 60s? Um, no. More recent than the 60s? Yes. 70s? No. 80s? No. 90s yes okay so we're looking at a male 90s character is my character a human yes is my, is, um, is my character uh, a comedic character no is my character does my character die um yes um is my character animated no is my character, um, oh man, is my character in um, a sci-fi? Like nope. A it's a comedy, so let me think. It's not a comedy. Oh, I thought you said it. No. Oh, okay. So, um, oh, that's right. That's right. It was a series. Okay. Um, is it a historical piece? No. Is it... Uh, so it's uh it's contemporary. It's yes, in contemporary times. Is it 
Um, is there a lot of action in the movie? Um, yes. Is it a big budget movie? Um, uh, no. Not really. Um, is it fantastical? No. Very realistic? Yes. Oh, man. 90s movies, come to my brain, please. Oh, I'm out of time. Oh, I didn't even use my hint. Well, you can at this okay. point. Yeah, let's do a final guess. Uh, what's, what's my hint? Your hint is stuck in the middle with you. Stuck in the middle? Huh. Okay. Um, stuck in the middle. I'm going to say my character is um ace ventura no no <laughs> doesn't make sense uh how, why am i stuck you get on negative comedies? one point anyway. yeah i don't know <laughs> but it's uh mr blonde from reservoir dogs oh that makes sense he stuck in the middle with you. that was a really good clue and i totally uh flubbed it all right lame i got a negative one uh-huh. Oh yeah, what would um you do have the ledger out, right? I do. What's the uh score so far? 77 to 67. Cool. Me? Yep, you're still winning. Huh. Who'd have thunk? All right, my turn. All right. You want to start the timer for me, sir? Oh yeah, here we go and start. All right, am I a male character? Yes. Am I a human? Yes, ish. Mm. Animated? No. Fantasy film? Yes. Sci-fi fantasy? No. Am I from Lord of the Rings? No. Um. Was I created by Guillermo del Toro? No. Um. Am I a hero? No. Am I a villain? Yes. Oh. That's a good question. I wish I'd thought of that. Um, <laughs> am I from the 90s? No. 2000s? Yes. Am I from... Hmm. You got some minute. All right. Um... Do I get defeated? Yes. Is it an R-rated picture? No. PG-13? Yes. Jeez. Um, Might even be... PG? PG. I'm not 100% okay. sure, actually. Um, man, two minutes, I don't think is nearly enough <laughs> time. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty tough. Jeez. Uh, you want to use your your clue? Do I have magic? Yeah. What's my clue? Wizard. Not from Lord of the Rings. From the two thousands. Wizard. It, do I, uh, I was gonna say, do I have powers? Of course, I have powers. Um, yes. All right, you got to give me a guess now, sir. Jeez, uh, wizard in the two thousands. Uh, 
kind of human. Dang. <laughs> I don't know. Give up. It is Lord Voldemort, sir. <laughs> Dang. Yeah, I didn't want to just say he was human because that that's he's very like deformed, yeah, yeah. you know. So I thought that might help if I were to. I always forget that. Like, I always don't even think about Harry Potter as a fantasy, but like fantasy oh. for some reason. Oh, okay. Uh, it yeah. de- definitely is. I just, yeah, I just don't. I, I thought you were going to get it because you were like evil and wizard. It's like, ah, uh, come on. <laughs> I, I don't know why I didn't even immediately yeah. go to Harry Potter when you said wizard. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's my bad. <laughs> it is. All right. Exchanging post-it notes. Yeah, All right. Dude. Slapping them right, on. Round two. All right. My turn. All right. And I'm starting the timer. All right. Okay, um, is my character male? Yes. Is my character from the 70s? No. More recent than that? No. 60s? No. 50s? No. 40s? No. 30s? No. 20s? No. <laughs> Even older, like uh, 1800s? Yes. Okay, so it's an 1800s character. Um, the Wait, the movie came out in the 1800s? No. But okay. Oh, that okay. The character should have been more. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I should have been more specific. I was trying to get an idea of what year the movie came out. Oh, I'm sorry. That's okay. Um, did the movie come out in the 90s? No. More recent. Yes. Okay. 2000s. Uh, no. 2010s. Yes. Okay. Um, so a male character, 2010s. Uh, are we looking at a sci-fi movie? Wait. It might be the 2000s. Oh. It's one of them. <laughs> okay. Uh, no, it's not a sci-fi movie. Uh, are we looking at a comedy? No. Drama? Um dramedy. <laughs> no. Um action? Yes. Okay, so an action movie from two thousands. Um is it um it's not sci fi. Is it fantasy? No. It's oh well you said it was drama. Um action or yeah, you said it was action. Um is my character human? Yes. Is he animated? No. Is he a good guy? Yes. Is he the main star of the movie? Yes. Is his name in the movie? Yes. The movie title. Okay. Is it um um hmm I I have an idea but uh I'm gonna go ahead and use my hint hey the hint my time is up anyway is silent d silent d oh man that blows my guess out of the water silent d what okay um i can't even think of anything i'm just gonna go with uh john wick nope it is django Oh, oh, how did I not get that? 1800s, man. You forgot about that. Oh, I did forget about the 1800s. Okay, man, I suck at this game. All right. <laughs> Negative Jeez. one once again, sir. All right. That was a good one. That was uh, that was all my bad. Okay. Let's get this. Uh, you ready? Yes. For yours, Rob? All right. Timer started. Yes. Am I female? Uh, no. Male. Yes. Human. Yes. Animated? No. 
Villain. No. Uh, good guy. Yes. Okay. Um, sci-fi. No. Fantasy. No. Action. Yes. Comedy. No. Drama. Yes. Um. Film made nineties. Yes. Set nineties. No. Earlier. Yes. 80s. Earlier. 70s. Earlier. Is it 1900s or after? No. Is it in the 1800s? No. 1700s. Oh, um, no. 1600s? I'm not exactly sure, but we're getting closer. Okay, so it's, okay. Um, am I from... I should have I should have actually checked the uh, exact time period, but am I from the Crucible? No. Um, is there any paranormal elements in the film? No. I'll just I'll 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 say medieval times because that's um you deserve that clue because it's I didn't know exactly <laughs> from a Knight's Tale. No. Um. What's my hint? Freedom. Freedom. Medieval times. Freedom. Um, man. Medieval times. Freedom. Jeez. All right. This game's brutal. Yeah, it is. <laughs> resent this game wait did you uh did you lose a point on the last one yeah okay that's what i thought i guess um my final guess will be jeez uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh don't die on me rob william wallace you got it yes <laughs> <laughs> yes, Braveheart. That's awesome. Mel Gibson, sir. Yes. So you one got point it. for me. Yeah, you got um well actually it's two, right? Because you got But I used a hint. Yeah, but it would have been uh are we doing I think we're doing a possible three points, right? So you get a point for the character, point for the actor, point for not using a hint. Oh. So Okay, yeah, sure. Yeah. I'm not gonna disagree. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Wow, so, awesome. last one here. Exchange. It just like I it just entered my head. Oops, I didn't see. It. <laughs> All right. All right, my turn and starting the timer now. Male character. No. Okay. Um did the movie come out in 80s? No. It came out more recently. Yes. Did it come out in the nineties? Yes. Okay. So female character from the nineties. Um am I from a comedy? Um no. Am I from a drama? No. Am I from a sci fi? No. Am I from a fantasy? No. Am I from an epic? No. Am I from an action movie? Yes. Okay. Um female from an action movie in the nineties. Um Oh, uh, okay. 
as um does the movie have dinosaurs no <laughs> um is the movie is the movie a contemporary yes contemporary action film is it um is the character animated no or is the movie animated um Is the movie, um, oh man, is my name in the title of the movie? Uh, no. Um, does the title refer to my character? No. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Is it, um, so it's an action movie. Is it a Star Wars movie? No. You already asked sci-fi. Oh, uh, yeah. Fair enough. Um, What's your hint? Yeah, I'll take my hint. Dang. It's a, you'll be a woman soon. Okay. Um, is it um, Mia Wallace? Yes. Okay. Another Wallace. That's funny. Um, I was actually thinking about using Mia Wallace oh, yeah. when I was doing this game. That's so, yeah, that's uh, it's funny that you picked that. All right. Sweet. So, and that would be Uma Thurman. So, that's yep. two points. Yay, I'm on the board. Well, actually, I'm at zero, but. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, yeah, that's it for me. All right, Rob, let me. Uh, Broke even, huh? Let me get your timer going here. Okay. Uh, mail? Yes. Uh, animated? No. Uh, filmed in the 90s or released? No. Earlier? Yes. 80s? No. What? Not not the eighties. So it was released it was not the nineties and it was released earlier and it's not the eighties. Oh, okay, so seventies? Yes. Uh my villain? No. Good guy. Yep. Sci fi? Oh, this uh I didn't have the timer going for some reason, so oh. uh you get some extra time. Cool. <laughs> uh sci fi? No. Mm, drama? No. Action? No. Comedy? Yes. Is it a Monty Python movie? Yes. <laughs> uh, am I King Arthur? Yes. Really? Yes. <laughs> Monty Python on the Holy Grail? Yes. <laughs> but who plays him? Man, I made that too easy. Dang. Uh, I don't know who plays him. The clue was going to be Elderberries. Okay. <laughs> was it is it Eric Idle that plays King Arthur? Nope. Graham Chapman. Oh, okay. All right, wow. Dang. So uh you got two point or you actually ended up with four points and I ended up with two with us. I only got zero. one point that last two. one. Um just to make sure. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah. All right. So you got you end, oh no yeah actually you you, you ended up with positive two <laughs> I cool. ended up with zero <laughs> hey. all right I don't know what do you think next time you think we should extend that uh time limit yeah I, think so, it, I mean it kind of works I think maybe three minutes would be better next yeah, time I think it's still difficult even if we uh had some time so yeah, yeah. But I, I think we picked good ones. I think, and it was good. Yeah, yeah. There were good clues. And some, uh, my brain just wasn't working as well some as long I shot guesses. 
yeah william wallace that was great um so we do want to um uh have a a little powwow yeah, it's a little with our uh with our little fan base here um our very little fan base <laughs> our, our our cult that we like to call them mm-hmm. um we have, doing some thinking yeah we've decided to go bi-weekly yes. for our podcast um we will be releasing two episodes a week no um we will be <laughs> other, way, other way oh god <laughs> we'll be releasing one episode every two weeks we hope that this um provides more time to provide more in-depth analysis yeah um and realer opinions yeah we um we hope to um have a sort of a quality over quantity uh improvement here yeah so so yeah we're uh i think you'll like it yeah yeah we thank you all for listening and uh you can follow us on uh on facebook and twitter at just uh real on reels very yep. simple and real on reels official at gmail.com is the email address yeah and we love hearing feedback yeah and you can so. also fax us <laughs> at uh four two zero six nine six nine and <laughs> You can reach us via Carrier Pigeon and Owl. And Falcon, don't forget. We might accept Falcons. <laughs> we, right now we only accept owls and pigeons. We're building a falconry. Yeah. A fa- whatever you call a thing where you keep falcons. We accept Visa, MasterCard, <laughs> owls and pigeons. We're thinking about American Express and Discover mm. um, and Falcons. We don't accept money yet, but that'll be in the future. Yeah. Um, look look forward <laughs> to paying us yeah, yeah. in the future. <laughs> um, <laughs> we uh, need money, <laughs> which you have in your pockets. <laughs> You're going to put it into our pockets. Using electronic signals. Right. A uh, bunch of ones and zeros. Hopefully a lot of zeros. <laughs> As long as they're after a one, because if they're before the one, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's... That, yeah. We our goal is by this time next year to have uh, accrued uh, one billion dollars. <laughs> I think that's a reasonable goal. Yeah, I mean, we've already made like half a mil from the <laughs> podcast so far. About we've, that, we've been sponsored by uh, Dude Wipes. <laughs> Uh, I love that that is actually a real, th- real thing. That's absolutely a real thing. Uh, we've been uh, sponsored by Shittens, which are mittens for your, your poo. <laughs> okay. Um, we, get a, <laughs> we get sponsored by a lot of toilet-related <laughs> companies. Uh, very appropriate for uh, the level of content we're producing at the moment. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much. And it's insulting. We... We'll see you next time. Bye.